Yo, 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 what up? Welcome back to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. I am your host, Oz, and here we go down another journey into the quakes. Before I get the show going, I want to start it off like usual, saying if you if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, I'm on iTunes, Stitcher, I iHeartRadio, I believe this show's on iHeartRadio as well, Spotify, all that beautiful stuff. It's on there. Wherever you listen, hit that subscribe button, leave a review. That really helps spread the word of the show. Also, if you want to follow me on the social media, see the pictures I take of all the Quakes games and all this stuff, at FWH Podcast on Instagram and at Baldini10 on Twitter. That's usually where I post all my stuff when I'm out at San Jose, when I'm in Avaya, when I'm doing anything Quakes-related. It all goes there. Again, FWH Podcast on Instagram at Baldini10 on Twitter. Follow me. Love it. Enjoy it. You don't want to be you don't want to be here. You don't want to start following MLS in, in two or three years once it's kind of really established itself and people are gonna jump on you. You're a bandwagoner. Now fuck that shit. You jump on right now. You say, I've been listening to football without hesitation for years, man. You don't know. I've been following on this MLS train. Um Hopefully, if you do jump on the train, you jump on the Quakes bandwagon because I'm always down for more people on the bandwagon. And it's going to be a great year. It's going to be a great year for anybody uh, new to the team. Again, I like this podcast is really, it's not really a big technical podcast. You know, I'm not going to go into formations and Star A should have brought in this guy or or this guy should have moved this way. That that's really that's all neat. I love that shit. I love hearing all that. I love hearing people that know what they're talking about talk about it. I could talk about it all day, but I'm talking out of my ass. I don't really know, you know, what I'm seeing. I, I love to learn. I love to learn, and I've learned a lot in these last five years of of following this team so damn hard. Um, but really, this podcast, I want to introduce people to to the American game every country does it its own way and of course we do it our own way as well and so i want this podcast to be an introduction to that you know so if you feel like you you have some silly question or something or or something this i'm i'm the guy i'm the guy you know reach out to me i'm i love mls fans you know the soccer fans are people but damn if sometimes like i get it we're way behind in the rest of the world in the technical wise in the sport and 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 just enjoying it as the rest of the world does. So I feel like a lot of American fans really, really emphasize the knowledge of the game and then they talk to an American fan and these motherfuckers know teenagers from Europe, South America, Africa, they know everything. You know, everything. And that's fucking cool. I love that there's passion like that. But I feel that they get a bit aggressive with, with outsiders. You know, when people are just either people that have followed soccer their whole life and don't understand the American way or people that are hearing about soccer more and want to get into it. I don't know if a lot of current MLS fans are so welcoming. They're so desperate to try to be like, oh, we have rivalries, and I hate this team, and I hate that team, and and, and and we have firms, and we have ultras and all this, just like everybody else, and fuck that shit, dude. We're Americans. We're Americans. We've always done our shit our own way, 
doesn't always work. Doesn't always work. Looking at you, Vietnam. Looking at you. Okay? We, we fuck up a lot. But we don't have to try to be, you know, the oh, because uh, the supporter culture in South America has been like this for 40 years. Let's try to emulate that. Or, or because you have, you know, locally owned teams up in Europe or something. Let's try to emulate that. Or pro-rail. Pro-rail. That's a fucking huge one. If you're new to MLS, you're going to hear pro-rail a lot. Pro, that's promotion relegation. It's common practice around the world. Uh, again, good teams get to move up a league. Bad teams get kicked down to a lower league. Makes sense. In other parts of the world, I don't know if it'll ever make sense in the United States. Maybe in the lower divisions. I, t I totally see a way for a team to make it up to, like, let's say, USL Division Two. But I don't see how, you know, you'll ever have El Farolito out of San Francisco playing an MLS based on on their merits on the pitch. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm not saying that that's the right way. I, I just... This is this is money. This is America. This is capitalism, baby. And unless people figure out a way to make money in the third division after being in MLS, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And and a lot of the times of the arguments online, I just there really is no argument. It's just people that are like that's how the rest of the world does it. Why don't we do it that way? But it's like, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? How is it going to work within the current system with our fucky salary requirements? You know, with the the ginormous amount of travel that that's required, with everything you know that comes into play, how is pro rel going to fit into that landscape? I don't see anybody say that. I see people, oh, yeah, day, you know, for every day that there's no pro-rel, I'm going to eat a fucking soccer ball or some shit. You know, like, what the fuck does that mean? What does that do? It, it just seems like a lot of American fans are so desperate to be like, I'm a rabid soccer fan. Are you listening? Are you listening, rest of the world? Where it's like, fuck the rest of the world. And no disrespect. I mean, I love the world. I love the people in the world. But really, fuck them we're we're setting up our system here we're setting it up our way and if we continue to be like well back in my grandpa's old country they used to do it like this and and romantically it feels good what the fuck does that have to do with results on the pitch you know and if pro rel is going to give us a better product both in mls and on the national team then yes, let's explore it. But to do it just because that's how it's always been done? Get the fuck out of here. How many leagues around the world are now looking at MLS? How many leagues in five years are going to look a lot more like MLS on the business side? The soccer side is different, but on the business side. Again, this is the United States of America, man. We... This is, there's never been as capitalistic a society as we have. And we there's 350 million people in this country that know how to make great businesses. And there's millions of other people around the world that are begging to come over to this place to try their hand at it. Um, so I, 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 I get it. I get it. It's the romantic part. Again, I'm, 
I'm Mexican. I I grew up speaking Spanish. What I were you know playing soccer. I didn't really start speaking English. I got introduced to American football when I was ten years old when I moved to a different part of town. And so I get it, you know. So so to me, you just you you grow up on the radio, you know. You watch you listen to the games, and that's just life. Soccer is life. But that's different. We can't. We we can't. It's, it's it's like these people. Oh, the good old days. The good old days. Back in my day, it used to be like this. Back in my day, it used to be like that. What are you trying to say? It's bad now. It's not. It's not. It's our. It's our fucking sport, and we need to come together as American soccer fans and be like, you know what? There are things I'd like about the sport that I would love to see in this country because of this. Not just like, oh, well, everybody else does it, so should we. All of a sudden, we have pro rel. People are, are going to start respecting MLS. All of a sudden, Liga Mekis fans are going to are going to buy tickets, or, or they're going to tune on uh, a fucking New York Red Bulls Real Salt Lake game be, because they have a chance of being relegated. I don't fucking think so. I don't fucking think so. Um, I, I think there are better ways. To, to show the world that this league has arrived. Um, and it, it's getting there. It's getting there. And actually, you know, we'll, we'll push the Quakes talk a little bit back because we're, we're just talking about the, the league changing and and growing and whatever. And this week, obviously, uh, this is the, is the CONCACAF semis, I believe. It's the semis. That's how up to date I am. But anyway, the big news is you had three MLS teams play. They played three Mexican League teams. They won them all. MLS teams won them all. One of them was at home. That was the real major one. Let's be real. Those those two home wins, yeah, home. Yeah, home. Seattle, yeah, home. That's fucking That's as big as home field advantage as you can get in the U.S., and then the other home team was Toronto. That's the fucking class of the league right now. You better fucking win. I mean, shit, you play Tigres and shit. That's, that's a no-joke team. But you're at home. You're, you're defending champs. You're, you're, the, you're the most stacked team in the league. Expect good results at home. Again, the, the really major one, the really big one, was New York Red Bulls. Because New York Red Bulls was away. They were in Tijuana. They were, again, in essentially a hostile environment. It wasn't too crowded. Caliente was not that packed. Um, But they came out with a win. They came out with a win. And sure, Luis Robles will never have a game like that again. I, The rest of the league, the rest of MLS better hope fucking not. And, yeah, Tijuana was missing some of some of their more powerful strikers. But New York Red Bulls hadn't played a regular season game yet. This was a team in full preseason mode, and they fucking dominated. Well, dominated is a heavy term. They held on for dear life and won by two goals. A fucking shutout. That was amazing. That was amazing. That definitely... 
the Tijuana one made uh, some Mexican media take notice. American media could care less. Hey, do not give a fuck. I think if a team wins the CONCACAF champions, you might get a USA Today article or some shit out of it. But right now, no one gives a fuck in the United States uh, about that tournament, which is super sad. But uh, hey, if you've never won it since, it since its inception, chances are people are not going to be fucking excited about it when it comes close to the end. Um, but... So I don't know. Like I said, this is not a technical podcast. I don't want to say what's going to happen on the second leg. I actually, I do know what's going to happen on the second leg. I'm going to be at the bar. I'm going to be drinking a beer. I'm going to be watching soccer. Y'all are welcome. I'll be at XL Public House in Old Town Salinas, where the only bad beer is an empty one. Yeah, that's right, James. Pay me some money. That's a free, that's a, a free Fusion 50 right now for the, that little promo. But anyway, no, I, I do, and I, it's kind of serious. I, I, I check out all the away games. Uh, I'm usually downtown there in downtown Salinas at, at the XL Public House. James is a big soccer fan, and a lot of the times he'll let me take over the, the, the projector there. I mean, sometimes some fucking basketball fans or some shit come in, and nobody cares about it. It's me versus the world there. So if I had more of you people there, I know I could convince James all the time eventually majority rules you know if there's five people that want to watch a basketball game and just me want to watch a soccer game i'm fucking stuck watching it on my phone um so anyway so that that is there you go there's a little little second leg preview of what's going to happen what seattle toronto and red bull's going to do i don't know what am i going to do drink beer drink beer baby that's what i do that's what i do and speaking of drinking beer Oh, man, the beer tastes so much better out of Iowa when the Quakes win. They raise the prices, which sucks, which fucking sucks. Lagunitas, how are you going to charge the same fucking price? Everything is Lagunitas. The Everything is sponsored by Lagunitas. I'm paying ten fifty for Hop Stupid? Come on. Which is still a deal. It's still hop, uh, a bomber of Hop Stupid for ten fifty. That's still, you can do worse. Motherfuckers buy Modelo all day. I will never get that. That Modelo, I think, is like 12 bucks. Fuck's wrong with people? I don't know, man. I don't know, but anyway, the the again, MLS season did start this last week. That's why I'm back on the mic here. I will be here every week now. I got my schedule figured out. I got my studio set up, figured out, a.k.a. I have my audio recorder with me at all times. So whenever I got 15, 20 minutes to sneak away to a quiet place, I'm going to do this show. Here I am right now. I'm I'm in my office. And, yeah, if somebody comes in, they'll be like, damn, you work really hard. They're going to think I'm George Costanza. Like, this guy's the first guy here, last one to leave. I'm just talking about soccer, baby. I'm just talking about soccer. But anyway, this last week, uh, San Jose Earthquake started their season against Minnesota United. Minnesota United, second season in the league didn't start off so well last year, ended a lot better, but it's still very much a young team. You know, they're they're not very good. They, you know, again, it's the second year. They've definitely improved, I would say. They can't, you know, like I said, I'm talking too much out of class if I keep saying that, you know, I don't know how well, how much they've improved. I can't, I can't you know, name no names or anything. But 
So anyway, th- this was definitely as much as an expected win at home as you can have. It's the beginning of the season. There's all these nerves. There's all this excitement. There's all this change going on. Um, so so it's the first fucking game. People are already talking about, like, should Atlanta freak the fuck out? They lost four to nothing against Houston. Are you fucking kidding me? There are, what, 42 games? 48, 82, 36 games. There are 36 games, and you lose one game by four, and people are like, should Atlanta freak out? No. No, they shouldn't, and I get it. There's really not much to talk about. It's week one. Not everybody played. So you got to you gotta do something. But no, Atlanta, you don't got to fucking worry. It's week one. No one gives a fuck. But anyway, shit. I could distract them while you're trying to talk about the game out of Vaya. The game out of Vaya was neat. It, uh, again, seating situations have changed. I've for the last couple of years, I've been in the stand and this uh, that standing terrace there. This year, they moved the ultras down there and let us go up, which I did because, as much as I love that uh, safe standing area, it, it is kind of flat. So when the game's on the on the on the bar on the on the Lobina side, what the fuck, Lobina? Is that where we're going? We're going with Lobina. If if the action's on the Lobina side of the stadium, and 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 you're on the the supporter stand, it's just too flat down there. You you kind of get lost. And it forces you to look at the screen. At that point, I'm paying fucking, I'm paying season tickets to look at a fucking screen. Fuck that shit. So anyway, when when they gave me the opportunity to move up, I was like, dude, you could, the angle will be way better. I I love being right on the pitch. Don't get me wrong, but fuck, I want to see the I want to see what's going on on the other side. Uh, plus the ultras, I agree, they are way better down there. The, that energy needs to be right there on the field. That energy that they bring needs to be as close to the field as possible, especially the way it's designed. When they score goals or something, the fuck players can right there so so it was neat you know the the ultras moved down there looks like a permanent thing they did have a a sign up saying after april 14th i believe they um you will gonna need a a a ticket for the terrace there in order to to get in there i don't know about that i'm not too big a fan about that 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 seems kind of exclusive and you know sometimes i I actually had a buddy that that was that was there on the game once at Saturday, and his whole he does, he goes once or twice a year, and he just likes to go fucking party with the fucking ultras. But at this point, they were giving him shit because he didn't have a ticket for that area, so he had to sneak in. It's fucking Salinas, we fucking get in, motherfuckers. But it just kind of sucks. All of a sudden, he's just like, I just want to go chant and yell with them, but now he feels excluded. Uh, from from what they're doing and, and it's kind of sad i you know it sucks because that that's one like i said earlier in the show mls fans can be pretty exclusive they can be pretty aggressive when it comes to new people i don't fucking get it i i, I don't get it that nobody's fucking watching this fucking thing nobody's watching you, you you're averaging as many people as a fucking WNBA playoff game for for big matches let's be real let's be real you know this league isn't as big as 
in comparison to itself a couple years ago, it's almost unrecognizable. In the larger scheme of the American sports landscape, it is fucking... Ask 10 people. Ask 10 people to name five MLS teams. It's not easy. It's not easy. So I don't get why MLS fans aren't so more open and welcoming of like, yes, come check this out. Come check this out. Not like uh, who won the Premier League in 1997 or some fucking shit, you know, or else you're not cool. Nah. Avaya is such a dope stadium. It can have such fun atmosphere. But we got to be a bit more welcoming, a bit friendlier. I don't know. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Ultras, not supposed to be friendly. Not supposed to be friendly. They're fucking hostile. They're there to intimidate motherfuckers. So I get it. I'm not telling them to be more friendly or open. I'm just saying the rest of us, the rest of the, what, 16, 17,000 people that are there every night. We got to we gotta open up, man. We got to open up. We Let San Jose know. This shit is awesome. Literally every person I've taken, and I say literally because it's fucking easy to say, every single person has loved Vaya. Every single person has loved Vaya. Every single person has loved the atmosphere. They love the game. It's fucking two hours. People are so tired. Watch an NFL game. What you going to do for four hours? That's half a full-time job. Um, but anyway, a big key is how do you get people to go? You win. You fucking win. That to me was the easiest thing. They could be playing right at Buckshaw. And if the Quakes are winning, they're getting love from the media. They're selling out uh, games. They're all over the place. They haven't won a lot in the last five or six years. 2012 was like anomaly. 2013, like, oh, it might happen. And blah. Fucking shit hit the fan. But anyway, this this is a new look team. It's completely different. It's Swedish as fuck. Um, and it, it it was fun. It was fun. It was a great game. Who's in? Who's in? Oh my god! Last year, it just it looked like who's in. That was he was almost there. He was almost there. I couldn't decide if who's in was too skilled for the people around him, or if they just weren't gelling right or if the 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 physicality of the league was affecting his kind of sexy way of playing but i was like there is fucking potential here and in the off season just how the moves were happening i was like this guy is fully fucking committed to this league he wants to succeed in this league and he came out on saturday and Really made a fucking statement. Really made a statement. It was three goals scored, none by a dude named Chris Wondolowski. It's fucking amazing. So anyway, Hoosen is going to have a great year. We got Hoosen, Vaco, Erickson. Those three dudes are going to they're gonna take so much pressure off of Wando. People will never forget Wando. It's fucking Wando. The dude is a legend. But once these dudes are fucking kicking in goals every fucking game, all of a sudden, you know, hey, Wando hasn't scored in three or four games. People forget about him. Boom, boom. 
the dude the dude will score two or three on you just like that you're just like what the fuck's going on how do you figure this team out they got weapons they got depth that that that's a huge thing a huge thing this definitely is not a cup competing team the way it's designed but this is not a team anymore that will lose a central midfielder or a defender and then be extremely weak there is depth to this team now and and we'll see as the season goes on how that depth reacts you just got again Cummings and Godoy called up to the to the Panama uh, national team for some friendlies they're going to be in the world cup this team is going to need help at some point it's going to need help from its bench and they're going to need to step up and for the first time well as long as i've been following this team i feel very comfortable with the people that that need to step up you fucking kidding me who you, you got these you got you got tommy thompson on the bench you got hika on the bench you got you got Quincy on the bench. You got all of these. You got those people on the bench, dog. Like those are still people that those are MLS starters. Those are M solid MLS starters. And you got those dudes on the bench now. Shit's exciting. Shit's exciting. But anyway, that was a well. I'm not gonna say it was a great win at home. It was a great 80 minutes. If you watched 80 minutes of that game, you're like, holy shit, this team is gonna win an MLS Cup. You watch the final 10 minutes. You're like, oh shit, the Quakes have done nothing to change. Um, but it was exciting, man. It, it was a really, really great game. I love the new view. I like uh, the the ultras. Apparently, from other people saying the people on the edges weren't seen as much, so they could have been louder. But from up there, the fucking the vibrations come through the stand, so I love it. So you're you're rocking. You're above them. You're rocking. Um, when you were below them, the, the, I think the sound went up a lot more, and they really you couldn't hear them a lot. I, I, I if there was a loud supporters or away supporter section back in one thirty four, wherever the fuck they put them up there, if there was a loud enough one, you could almost hear them as much as you could the ultras above you. So that kind of sucked. Like you didn't really know they were up there until they started throwing beer on you. And you were like, what the fuck? And that was so frustrating. And I've brought it up on this podcast before. But last week, as the end of the game, these motherfuckers just started throwing beer everywhere. So I realized the beer that would shower on us these last several years were just those motherfuckers going crazy up there throwing beer everywhere. So as much as I still do not, do not appreciate getting soaked in beer and having to drive home stinking like beer, I get it. I get it. You're just having fucking fun. You're throwing shit around. And you're going home smelling like beer, too. Still not safe. I would not suggest anybody do that. But, hey, man. All's fair. What is it? All's fair that, that everybody got hit equally is what I'm trying to say. It, it used to seem like, like you were getting targeted last year or the year pri previous. But, fuck, no. These fucking hooligans are just throwing shit everywhere. I love it. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I don't. I hope I don't come across as, as as me criticizing them. I love this shit. Full support. You got my full support now that you you throw beer all over yourselves. Security did not seem to like it. Fuck them. Fuck them. It's just you're you're throwing beer up in the air. Guess what? People ain't drinking it. 
People ain't drinking it. People are less drunk. This is better. People are going to stink like beer. That sucks. If beer, you know, again, falls on you. Lame. If you're a kid, that's not cool. But if you're in the ultra section, you got to fucking understand what the hell's going on there. These ain't some fucking like preppy schoolboys and shit. If you go into that fucking pit and you get a beer thrown on you and you get sad, you're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong fucking place. You're there to jump and sing and throw beer and whatever the fuck else. You're there to create atmosphere. So anyway, uh, that is the Oz stamp of approval that no one gives a shit about. But again, the ultras, they're better, closer to the field. I hope they can fill that section up every single game. The Quakes keep Quakes keep winning. I don't, they don't think they'll have a problem filling that shit. And if you do go to that section, motherfucker, you sing and you jump. You ain't. It's not a fucking place for selfies. It's not a place to go to work on Monday and say you were there. You are there to sing and create atmosphere, motherfucker. Not telling you what the fuck to do. I'm sure every fucking ultra will tell you the same shit. And, you know, I'm not trying to talk for that group, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty safe in saying if you're there, even if you don't got a ticket, I'm sure they'll welcome you in. But you better sing, you better jump, you better make some fucking noise. If they score a goal, you better take your fucking shirt off. You better take your shirt off because that fucking pisses everybody in the league off. And that's hilarious. Fucking love that the league hates that shit. So ultras, quakes keep scoring. Take your fucking shirt off, motherfuckers. Take your shirt off. Um, It's going to be a great season, y'all. It's going to be a great season, at least a fun, different season. This team is for sure going to compete for a playoff spot. They usually do that until the last month of the season, so it's not a, a huge difference. But, man, that first week, that was a good first game. The, I don't know. The front office really seems committed. The We Are San Jose shit, I'm so tired of the We Are This, That, or the Third. Fuck it. Shut up with that already. But... I love that they're trying to, you know, it's a trip. That's a hockey town. San Jose is a fucking hockey town, 100%. Um, but I love that the Quakes are trying to change that, are trying to let people know, hey, there is also a professional soccer team here. And guess what? They're pretty fucking goddamn good. But anyway, I'm going to sign off with that. It's getting late. I need to finish this beer. Go get some dinner. I think the girlfriend's cooking some chicken. I don't know. She doesn't cook very often, but I'm gonna give her the. I'm giving for the benefit of the doubt. I think she's she's taking a lot of tips from me, a lot of pointers in the kitchen. So anyway, we'll see how this turns out. I'll let you guys know next week how the dinner was. Thanks again for listening. Again, football without hesitation. Following the San Jose earthquakes, I am Oz, FWH podcast on Instagram at Baldini Ten on Twitter iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Podcatcher, Pod this, that, and the third. I'm there on all of them. Subscribe, review, listen. Go Quakes, baby. We'll see you next week.